entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. The first hour of the Mark K Show starts now. Why did you put your face on top of my face? You have to go, you have to go move that. Can you? That's what happens when Hannah's in charge of the camera. My face, there she put, yeah, can you, no, just, just, you're, just move that down. You got, now you're doing it. Okay, well, maybe, all right, maybe Josh will come. Okay, anyway, what's up, everybody? This is the Mark K Show. My name is Mark K, 855-765-1045. What an exciting, I can't believe this week is almost over. This week has been going, it's so fast. It's so quick. It's just been going light speed through the week. And, and one of the things that's made it so exciting, one of the things that's made it fly so much, uh, so so much faster than most weeks is all of the stuff that we can laugh at with the Democrats in Congress and Senate. And, of course, let's not forget the White House. And one of the latest things this happened yesterday afternoon. And I have to tell you, for, you know, as much as I hate Twitter, I love Twitter, <laughs> especially when they start when they start uh, ganging up on one of their own. And that's what happens with Donald. You know, the, the thing I always try to explain to people or tell people is Donald Trump was this huge umbrella over Washington, D.C. Donald Trump was his big umbrella, had a big T on it, and Republicans and Democrats and the media and Congress and everybody was gathered under this umbrella. And what happened was if they lied or if they stole or if they cheated or if they made something up or if they tried to pull a fast one on you, it didn't matter because nobody could see it. Nobody was paying attention. All they were paying attention to was the big Trump umbrella on top. And if you came up with some cockamamie story about something that didn't happen so you could garner, you know, political favor or votes or you could make people feel sorry for yourself or maybe you could get money from China. It didn't matter. Whatever you were doing that was nefarious and and uh, and just no good, It nobody paid attention because of the big Trump umbrella that was covering you up. And you always had that Trump umbrella. You could always tell people, oh, yeah. I did this, but you know what Donald Trump did? He colluded with Putin to steal an election in 2016. Just throw that out there, and everybody forgets about about what you supposedly did. You can someone be like, "Oh, you did? You took money from who?" Well, you, okay, you you know what Trump did? Trump tried to force the Ukraine to uh, to give him information about Joe Biden, um, and that's that's an impeachable event. In fact, you know what? We're going to impeach Donald Trump, and then it won't matter what we do or say. Uh, you're, you'll just believe anything because he's the big bad umbrella that we can always that's always going to cover up all of our misdeeds. Well, now the big umbrella's gone. It's closed. It's at Mar-a-Lago playing golf, and with Donald Trump gone. They all start to look for, I mean, they need new umbrellas. They need new enemies. You need a new target. You need a new scapegoat. So everybody in Washington, D.C. is attacking everybody else. Everybody in the media is attacking everyone else in the media. Nobody knows where to settle. The dust is still, and there's still a lot of dust going on. No one knows exactly who the next big boogeyman or boogeywoman is going to be. So it doesn't matter if you're a Democrat anymore. It doesn't matter if you're a Republican anymore. The ire and the vitriol and the angst and the anger of the Internet trolls on the left and the right could fall on you at any minute. You could be Ted Cruz. You could be Josh Hawley. You could be Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Or, as the Internet deemed her yesterday, Alexandria Ocasio-Smollett, which was one of the most ingenious things and one of the most enjoyable experiences I've ever had in my entire life. Apparently... You know, and here's the problem with the Internet. It's so easily accessible to everybody. And that's probably why they want to start censoring people and shutting it down. Apparently, we told you the other day how Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez or AOC, uh, she did this big hour long 
hour-long diatribe. It was it was part cathartic experience for her. It was part storytelling. It was part news. Ga- it was really, I mean, I tried to get through it as, as long. This woman cannot tell a story, man. Holy cow. She just goes on and on and on repeating the same facts. But she was telling about what happened to her that day in the Capitol. January 6th, when the uh, protesters broke down the doors and started taking selfies and running around and and cheering and chanting and that kind of thing. And then she broke down and we told you she opened up about traumatic experiences in her past of, uh, you know, of of a horrible nature and how the two now are linked. And the what happened at the Capitol has exacerbated her. It was almost like a like a PTSD that she was feeling. She was being taken back to those horrible memories of her youth. Well, okay. the problem with the Internet, again, is that when you tell a story on the Internet, it's recorded and it lives there forever and you can never get rid of it. You know, it's the same reason they say don't post nudes on the Internet. They're always there. And I check and my nudes have not gone anywhere in like 20 years. It's true. So if you go, if you put something on the Internet, people are going to be able to access it forever. They're going to be able to listen to it forever. They're going to be able to research it. Forever, and as we all know, what's the left's favorite word? They're going to be able to fact check it. The F word. That's the one they love. They're going to be able to fact check it forever. And sure enough, it didn't take the Internet long to fact check Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and find out that the story she told about her terrible time on January 6th in the Capitol building was 100% false. That there was she was not in any danger. She was not near where the Capitol was being uh, was being raided and that all the the uh, the feelings of anxiety and all the panic that she was that she was expressing in this hour long chat were 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 I mean, basically just pointless because she was nowhere near the line of fire um, or where these protesters were. She was well away from the from the Capitol building. At the time. And there's a map that somebody printed out with arrows. Uh, when the United States Capitol building was raided on January 6th by the protesters, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez was not in the Capitol. She was not even on the same side of the railroad tracks as the Capitol. She was across the street in her office, which is a good, looks like it's probably a good quarter mile away And then she ran to another building, which was uh, even farther away. So what's interesting is to hear the panic and terror in her voice. The story that she told, it doesn't relate to, you know, the actual events that unfolded on January 6th. That is why a lot of people on Twitter have been now calling her Alexandria Ocasio-Smollett. Because a lot of it's very reminiscent of uh, Jesse Smollett, who you may remember who may you may remember the actor from um, from Empire who was walking around Chicago 2 a.m. from the subway or whatever. And he said he was a, he was accosted by two men in MAGA hats who who uh, threw something on him and tied a rope around his neck and said, this is MAGA country. And then later on, we found out that that didn't happen, uh, that it was actually two dudes that he hired who went to the store and we have videotape of them. And anyway, the whole thing was was kind of a hoax. So uh, a lot of people are claiming Alexandria Ocasio-Smollett-Cortez uh, did something very similar. We have, I went back, like I said, I went back to dig up the audio because it, it there was a lot of it. And we'll go through it and you can kind of hear her tell the story. It's not just that she wasn't anywhere near the danger, but she actually had police come to her office. She didn't believe they were police. She didn't trust them. 
So I think a lot of this anxiety and I think a lot of this this inherent danger that she felt she was in is all basically what do I what do you call it? What's the word I'm looking for? BS or uh, not it is self-inflicted or she's basically she's basically kind of creating this danger where danger doesn't exist, which I'll be honest with you. It's a little egomaniacal to think that you're being hunted by MAGA supporters on January. It's a little it's a little it's a little much to think that you're that much of a trophy that people are going to track you down in your office uh, while you're eating lunch. But, you know, that's AOC. 855-765-1045 is our number. I'll bring we've like I said, we got a ton of stuff. We got a ton of stuff from AOC. Also, the latest on Josh Hawley and his Simon and Schuster contract. That was that was next because they no longer wanted to publish his book. They offered it to somebody else. Probably won't shock you who got it. Plus, a very busy day in Congress yesterday, a very busy day in Congress today. What happened with Marjorie Taylor Greene? What happened with Liz Cheney? And what does that mean moving forward? That, your phone calls, your open mic messages, more of the Mark K Show. What the bleep is coming up? We have a very busy and exciting day. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. AOC, liar, liar, pantsuit on fire. That's a good one. That's a good one because she wears uh, because she wears uh, pantsuits a lot. 855-765-1045 is our number. 855-765-1045 if you're trying to get through. Or you can leave us an open mic message on our app. It's 104.5 WOKV in the App Store. All right, so let's, get, let's just walk through this video. Again, this was like an hour and a half bit, uh, long video. And it was, I'm telling you, man, it was so hard to get through it took me forever to edit this because she's one of those people alexandria ocasio-cortez she's one of those people that tells a story but doesn't know really how to tell a story she doesn't go to the highlight she doesn't give you the headline first she repeats the same facts over and over again i mean this this whole one and a half hour live stream she did could have been about 15 20 minutes um but you know this is just this is what we have to uh is what we have to deal with. So here's here's basically what happened. She begins talking about the day and this long train ride, and it's really a lot of extraneous information that we don't need. And then she finally gets up to the point where she uh, leaves the Capitol, and she is in her office. This is very important. She is in her office, which isn't in the Capitol building. It's in the uh, it's in the Longworth House office building. Oh, I'm sorry. It's in the Cannon House office building. She's even farther away. So she's in the Cannon House office building. She's kind of in the back of it. She's in her office. She's hanging out, and she's uh, trying to figure out what she's going to eat. And I start heading back to my office. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I should point out she uh, first got, had to stop and get the immunization shot for the coronavirus vaccine for their COVID-19. Uh, she got the vaccine on January 6th, and then she was heading back to her office to find out what she's going to eat. And I start heading back to my office, um, and... You know, the walk back is, is a considerable walk. I head back to my office. We get back in. Um, my legislative director's name is G. G. And so G and I head back to my office, sit back down. I go back to my office. Um, G is in G. the legislative office. And I'm kind of thinking to myself, um, I'm thinking to myself, you know what? What? This is really messed up mm. that G has to come into work today because this electoral college certification has just gotten so out of control and so contentious um, that I'm going to order us a really awesome lunch. Oh, okay, good. So, so G's hanging out with AOC, and AOC says to G, I'm going to buy you a, an L-U-N-C-H uh, because it, it's messed up that you have to be here 
for this process. So she's sitting there and she's just going through her phone and she's looking for lunch options when all of a sudden. So that takes us to about 1.01 p.m. And I go back to scrolling through lunch options mm-hmm. um, for what we're going to order yeah. when all of a sudden I hear boom, 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 boom on my door. And then I hear these huge, violent bangs on my door and then every door. Every door. Going into my office. Huh. G's door too, probably. Just bang, bang. Shoot. See, look, I'm banging over again. And then she knocks her phone over. (laughs) She's trying to illustrate how she's bang, the bangs and she knocks her. So basically, she's trying, she's scrolling through, looking to get lunch for her and G. And then all of a sudden, she hears, hears bangs and then booms and then bangs. So it's bang, 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 boom, 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 bang, bang, bang. Uh, and, and that's it. And so she doesn't know what's going on. She's freaking out. She's, she doesn't know what to do. And I, I just get up like this and I run over to the legislative office. And I run over to G and G just looks at me back and he just goes, hide, hide, run and hide. And so I, I run back into my office. I slam my door. There's another kind of like back area to my office. And, um, I, I open it and there's a closet and and a bathroom. And I jump into my bathroom. Right. And then she immediately regrets that. She goes into a very long diatribe about how the bathroom wasn't the right choice. She should have chosen the closet. So then she's debating internally, do I leave the bathroom to go to the closet? What's the best way to do that? Am I putting my life in danger? And I cut all that out because you don't don't even care. So then all of a sudden, somebody enters her office. I open the door when all of a sudden I hear that whoever was trying to get inside got into my office. Um, And then I realized that it's too late, that it's too late for me to get into the closet. Mm. And so I tried to kind of, I go back in and I I hide back in, um, in the bathroom Mm -hmm. behind the door. Oh, we got it. Okay. Yeah. And then I just start to hear these yells of where is she where is she yeah where is somebody's yelling where is she where is she and she describes this white man in a black beanie and she's hiding and she's being quiet as a mouse because she doesn't want this person to find her and then g starts yelling come out come out it's okay and then she realizes who's in her office um and i come out and this man is a Capitol Police officer. The Capitol Police, Capitol Police, trying to find her. Uh, but they don't. They don't know that. They still are a little wary. They, remember, they're they're scared. Uh, they want to defund the police. They don't trust the police. So when this Capitol Police officer comes into her office, she still doesn't feel safe. I talked to G, my legislative director, after the fact, and he said no. I didn't know if he was there to help us or hurt us either. Yeah. So then they run to uh, to their to this other legislator. Her name is um, Katie Porter. They run to her office. Meanwhile, 
none of the none of the attacks, none of the raiding of the Capitol, none of the people in the in the horns and with the Confederate flags, you know, with the tattoos and stuff. None of those people that we see on Nancy Pelosi's desk with the bloody envelope. Those guys, they're nowhere near her. She's two buildings away across the railroad tracks, totally safe. So we're not really sure why she's panicking uh, this much, unless, of course, you know, she feels it's a good way to get herself some attention. Or maybe, you know what, maybe there's another reason, which we'll get to here in just a minute. 855-765-1045. Quick break. The Marque Show continues next. 765-1045. Alexandria Ocasio-Smollett. The Internet is now affectionately referring to her as because it appears she fabricated a lot of this this story that she um, was telling all of her followers and a bunch of other, I mean, like there were so many people on this live stream that were listening to her with rapt attention tell this this fictional tale of all this danger she was in um, at the Capitol building when she wasn't even at the Capitol building. She was way far away at buildings that were not um, that were not penetrated by protesters of any kind that were not under <laughs> that were not under attack. Uh, and she was, and it, this brought up so many harsh. There was so anyway. There's big articles everywhere. Um, and if you go on Twitter and you and you Google or you check out hashtag uh, Alexandria Alexandria Ocasio Smollett, you'll find just tons and tons of great memes too. For example, they're now taking <laughs> much like Bernie Sanders had his his mittens. They're they're now taking a photo of Alexandria Ocasio uh, Smollett and they're putting her. At the site of all these terrible things, for example, um, I saw her at the Hindenburg disaster in New New Jersey, where she was obviously in a lot of anguish. Uh, She's been at various war scenes. They're placing her all over, um, you know, various like the uh, Mount St. Helens erupting. I saw her there recounting the terror and the horror. Um, So that's that's what's going on on the Internet right now. But here's an article. This is from PM. AOC wasn't in the Capitol building at the time of the January 6th riot. She was in another building entirely. Uh, AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Democrat, New York, had spoken at length about her experience during the Capitol Hill riot on January 6th from her live Instagram videos. It has seemed like she was on the front line facing down Trump supporting rioters in the halls outside her office. But it turns out. Ocasio-Cortez wasn't in the Capitol at the time of the assault on Congress. She was in an entirely different building altogether, the Cannon House office building. Her Washington, D.C. address, Cannon HOB, is accessible to the Capitol via tunnel. On Tuesday, however, she spoke to millions of fans on Instagram, relaying her past experience of sexual assault, which she said left her traumatized. This experience, she said, was compounded by what happened to her. During the Capitol riot, Representative Nancy Mace from South Carolina said that her office is in the same hallway as Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's two doors down and that there were no rioters in that area at any time. She called out the New York representative for her egregious claims. It appears that what happened was that Ocasio-Cortez was in her office building on congressional campus at the time uh, that the Capitol building was unlawfully accessed by a mob of violent rioters, and she hid in the bathroom. She said, the officer that came to my office was looking at me with all this anger and hostility. In her view, many members of the GOP, both in the Senate and House, are, quote, using the same tactics as abusers, and she feels that they will do it again. Now she's on uh, Twitter and kind of basically, you know, refuting the claims that she wasn't 
at the Capitol Hill uh, complex that she wasn't at the Capitol building. She's saying she was still in danger, that these these uh, uh, all of these uh, feelings she was feeling were real and she didn't know what was happening. And there could have been attackers. She even went out to point out uh, that there were bombs being left at the doors to the building where her office is located, which I don't think. Uh, in fact, that's been fact checked. And that is also that is also not true. Now, why would somebody do this? Well, there's a couple of reasons. First of all, first of all, you cray. You know, that's probably the most obvious reason. Second of all, you do it for the same reason that Jesse Smollett did it. Jesse Smollett wanted to make the president and his supporters look bad, wanted to make the president and his supporters look like evil, terrible, racist, uh, you know, tyrants that are insurrectionists or whatever. It is. I mean, just make them look worse than they are. And Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, having been selling this whole shebang since the get go, having been accusing Ted Cruz and Josh Hawley of being insurrectionists themselves, of helping to aid and abet the president in his in his preconceived attack on the Capitol building on January 6th, uh, having been one of the most vocal critics of Republicans and, and trying to get not just Ted Cruz and Josh Hawley and Mo Brooks, but a, a legion of others thrown out. Of, of the Senate because she doesn't like the way they think and because they were, were following their constitutional um, obligation of, of, of challenging these electors. Because of all that, she now has to keep this story going. And I think that's one of the big reasons that she took to Instagram to tell this tale, this fictional account of what was going on outside and inside her office building. And, you know, it, you can't blame people. A lot of Instagram influencers do it. It's the same. You'll see guys that go to, a, you know, go to a car show and they take out their life savings and they sit in the front of a Lamborghini with all this cash and they take a bunch of pictures. And then they go right back to the bank and they put all the money back before, you know, they lose it or they get they get robbed at gunpoint or something. And they start posting all these pictures on their Instagram about their baller status and living the life and how they've got Lambos and cash. And you see these girls do the same thing. They go out to these beach scenes or, you know, they stay at their parents' house and it makes it look like they're at some resort and they all do it because they want influence. They want people to follow them. They want people to think they know something uh, about life and living and that they've gotten ahead. And that's how you get people to follow you. And if you put yourself on the front line of an event like this, if you're like, I was there, I was the victim, I can I can openly speak out about these evil, vile Republican attackers, then that gives you a lot more credibility. The only problem is, <laughs> you know, you got to you got to make sure your story lives up to the actual facts of the day. You can't, you know, you can't say, oh my God, I was so scared for my life while I was on the beach in Italy when the Allied forces uh, came to push back the Nazis because they were in France at Normandy. So you got to make sure that, you know, geographically your story matches up. Otherwise, nobody's going to. Nobody's going to believe. You. Oh, I remember my grandfather talking about the uh, the bombing at Coral Reef, which drew the United States into World War Two. Coral Reef. Are you sure? Yeah, it was Coral Reef in Miami. I think it was Pearl Harbor in Hawaii. You know, the facts I was there. You know what? It brought back memories, bad ones. So you have no right to question me. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five, one, oh, four, five. Now, here's the other thing that's interesting. When you look at 
what's going on in the Congress right now. In fact, today there's a big vote as to whether or not the, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, the newest representative from Georgia, should be stripped of her of her um, committee positions because of things that she said in the past that are of the conspiracy theory, uh, you know, vein. Things that uh, she said in the past that people think are kooky or weird or just not true. She's going to be stripped of her committee seats today by the Democrats because they don't like the things she said even before she was in Congress, before she got the job. They're going back into her social media. They're going back on her Facebook page. They're scraping through her likes with a fine-tooth comb to see what weirdo uh, freakazoid she liked and what kind of bizarro uh, theories she was following. Uh, you know, they, they went back and watched videos of her protesting and, and yelling and screaming and trolling people. And that was before she even dreamt of being in Congress. Here's AOC, who's been in Congress for several years now, is on committees, has been doing the job, and she's making up bizarre conspiracy theories she's out there telling lies about things that didn't happen she's getting busted for basically blatantly using her position to perpetrate a fake and phony uh witch hunt if you will to steal a phrase from donald trump against her colleagues her own colleagues her peers in congress ted cruz josh Hawley, uh you know mo brooks all these other people and she's already got the job. Plus, she keeps telling these stories about how these new legislators were giving tours to the same people who attacked the Capitol days before, calling them surveillance missions, saying they were casing the joint, casing the Capitol building by taking their constituents on a tour the day before January 6th. I mean, this is if you think about it, what Alexandria Ocasio-Smollett is doing now is way worse than what Marjorie Taylor Greene did before she became a, became a congressperson. Because here's a she's been a congressperson for three years, and she is now the one that is spewing out this fiction and trying to pass it off as fact. I mean, I'd remove her from Congress. 855-765-1045. I mean, like, please, I'm, it's actually I'm asking you. If you're in New York, I don't care if you're a Democrat or a Republican, if you're running against AOC in New York City uh, in two years, give me a call. I will personally write you a check. Um, Green Party, it doesn't matter. 855-765-1045. Quick break. We'll get some of your phone calls here in just a minute. Stay tuned. It's the Mark K Show. We'll be right back. This is the Mark K Show. My name is Mark K. 855-765-1045 is our number. 855-765-1045. Coming up, we have a uh, we have a very special edition of What the Bleep, which is very exciting. Also, the mayor here in Jacksonville is going to be speaking about something or other in just a minute. So we're going to take that live. I think it has to do with vaccines, uh, the vaccination rollout. Uh, blah, blah, bliggity, bliggity, blah. Anyway, we'll get you that, like I said here, in just un minuto. First, so I want to squeeze in a couple phone calls about Alexandria Ocasio-Smollett, because this is this is what there's going to you're going to see more and more of this. Look, it's not going to be pretty. It's there's when you take away the target that was Donald Trump, when you had one big, huge monster just crushed like Godzilla, rah, crushing its way through Washington, D.C. for four years. And everybody, I mean, everybody was concentrated on him and everybody saw Donald threat as Donald threat. Donald Trump as a threat. And so Republicans, Democrats, never Trumpers, the news media, every single person was shooting at them. Bang, bang, bang. Boom, boom, boom. Arrows. And then all of a sudden he disappears. He's gone. They're all starting to turn on each other. There's people attacking Joe Biden. There's people attacking Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. There's people attacking the media. The media is attacking each other. 
I mean, it's it's crazy what's happening out there. Nobody knows who to shoot, so it's just guns ablaze and shoot. Let's shoot at Marjorie Taylor Greene. Who's she? I don't know, but everyone else is shooting at her. Okay, let's do it. No, Liz Cheney. Boom. We should shoot at her. I mean, there's so many enemies and villains and, and bad people in Washington, D.C. now, and we're starting to see it. it. I mean, it's the wild, wild west is what it is. And uh, and until a new, until a new, I guess you would say, powerful common enemy arises, it's going to be that way for a while. 855-765-1045. Now, also, that may not be a bad thing, and I'll explain that here in just a minute. But first, we go to Nick in Columbus, Ohio. Nick, hi, how are you? Thanks for calling the Mark K Show. Hey, Mark Hey, how's it going? Long time listener, first time caller. Oh, thanks so much for calling. We appreciate it. What's up today, Nick? Uh, what do you want to say? Uh, it's just uh, everything that's going on with the Democrats and everything. Is any of these people going to be brought to justice for the hypocrisy that's going on, accusing Republicans of what they're actually doing? And uh, the, the whole hype business of, uh, oh, I'm the victim and everything like this. I'm just wondering if any of these people are going to be brought to justice. I mean, look, here's there's a couple things that could happen. Justice for the Democrats is losing power. I mean, it doesn't they don't they don't care about laws. They don't care about breaking laws. They don't care about whatever. All they care about is power and money. So the way to yeah. get, you know, the way to get to them is by taking away their power and their money. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, she is an addict. She's become I mean, it was it was one hit and she was done. You know, how they always say they always say that the um, the drug dealer, you know, the heroin guy, he gives you the first one for free because he knows you're going to get addicted. And then you just keep going back for more and you just become worse and worse and more and more. You just you need that power to uh, continue. That was Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez, man. As soon as she got a taste of it, she just craved more and more and more. And that explains this one and a half hour Instagram post that is now causing her a lot of grief um, and headaches. And she's doubling down on it. She's not going to let it go away. She knows that she, this could continue to keep her in the in the forefront, in the spotlight. And and when you're in politics, there's no such thing as bad press. Anytime you have attention on you, you are you are you are getting stronger and stronger and stronger. So she'll take any kind of attention she can get negative or positive. But that's basically what it, you have to get her out of power. You know, if you're in the Bronx or, you know, someone in the Bronx who lives in her district, you have to you have to get to those people and say, look, she's an embarrassment. She's not doing anything for the people of the Bronx. She's not out there uh, you know, working for us, making New York better. She's not fighting to open up the state. Amazon wanted to come in here. They wanted to bring 50,000 jobs. You know what she said? No, we don't want Amazon in New York. Really? You don't? Because people are fleeing that state. They're fleeing that city. You've got bankers, you've got real estate agents, you've got every major industry leaving New York. And when Amazon comes in and says, hey, um, can we just build, you know, put like, we want to put like 50,000 jobs right here. Are you cool with that? She was like, no, we don't want you and your carbon footprint messing up our state. Get the hell out. And I mean, it's going to continue to happen like this until the people in the Bronx, who are the only people that have the power in this situation, by the way, get it together and say, look, she's got to go back to the bar. You know, she's got it. She's not. She's not fit to represent us. Or maybe the people in the Bronx are watching these live streams and listening to this garbage and listening to her prattle on about the environment and tearing down buildings and getting rid of airplanes and only taking the train everywhere. Maybe maybe they're so excited about it and maybe they actually think that way that they're going to keep her in power forever. I'll be honest with you. If she gets gone, I would be thrilled. I think that would be better for everyone in the country. If she don't, if she stays there for 20 years, it's good for me, too. 
because it gives me at least at least one day of the week we'll be able to pull some clips from uh, from her ridiculous statements and uh, and make a you know and make a show out of it. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. All right, we'll be back ASAP as soon as we can. Uh, we'll we'll pause quickly for the mayor and then more of the Mark K show is on the way. Stay tuned. This is the Mark K Show. My name is Mark K. 855-765-1045 is our number. 855-765-1045 uh, is our number if you're trying to get through. We got a lot of people calling in about Alexandra Ocasio. Look, there's a lot going on in Congress. First of all, I don't know if you know this, but um, well, let's start with let's start with the Simon and Schuster story. Do you remember Josh Hawley? Josh Hawley from Missouri. He was one of the first to come forward and say, "I am going to object to the electors because uh, you know these states did not follow the Constitution. They allowed they allowed not their state legislatures to change the rules, but other people um, involved in politics." And then uh, Simon and Schuster pulled his book deal. They said, look, we're not actually interested in doing doing a book deal with the likes of you. So we're going to pull this. And Josh Hawley said, you know what? You can pull it all you want. I'm still going to do it anyway. And he found a new publisher. And now that book is going to go through. Well, guess what? Simon and Schuster, after after canceling their contract with Josh Hawley, had some extra money laying around. You'll never guess who they decided to give a book deal to. You'll never guess. You'll ne- you might guess. You'll never guess. You might guess, though. Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden has a book deal for a memoir called Beautiful Things. And it's going to be focusing on his substance abuse. Beautiful Things will be out in April, uh, being published by the same publisher that dropped Josh Hawley from their, uh, from their um, not label, but what do you call it, from their uh, imprint just a couple of months ago after what happened on January 6th. Now, I'll tell you what, it's good. We talked about this before the election, if 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 Joe Biden was vice president and Hunter Biden had the world open up and their bank accounts open up to him, China, the Ukraine, Moscow, all these people flying him around on Air Force Two, handing him big fat satchels full of yuan and yen and rubles and whatever else, and millions of dollars going to him, going to going to his uncle, going to the big guy. If all of this was happening when his dad was just vice president, could you imagine what kind of a what kind of a charmed life this kid's going to lead? Kid, he's 50 years old. This guy's going to lead if his dad becomes president. And now look. There's Joe in the Oval Office and Hunter Biden is getting book deals. Who is going who's interested in reading a book about Hunter Biden's substance abuse? If Hunter Biden were doing like a tell all about, you know, life with my father who who strong armed countries into making me board members on companies I didn't know anything about so that we could milk and, and bilk these these governments for uh, like millions and millions of dollars. That's a book I would read. But Hunter Biden's memoir, Beautiful Things, focusing on his his substance abuse. That's not even it's not even a sellable story. Nobody nobody cares about that. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Simon and Schuster is willing to take a bath on this book because they need to get in the good graces of Joe Biden. And Joe Biden can't go back to China. We've, we're all aware of that. That scam. You know, that grift is over. You can't put him on the board of another energy company in the Ukraine or Russia or some other country. That's we've already we've already done that gag. And Joe Biden has come forward and said, look, we're not going to involve any of our family members, any of my immediate family in any of these political uh, processes. So now they need to go a different route. Hey, you know what? How about the media? How about we go to Simon and Schuster? We offer up Hunter Biden for a book deal. They can pay us money. They can curry favor with me later on. 
We'll bring him to the Oval Office for uh, for you know for a couple of photo ops, that kind of thing, and then on to the next. Then it's going to be then Hunter Biden's going to show up on some uh, news channel, probably CNN or MSNBC or ABC, with his own show. You never know what's going to happen, but the the favors will continue to come through Hunter Biden because a He's not qualified to do anything else. And B, he can't go back and get money from the places he used to get money. Which, I'll be honest with you, if you thought about it, if everything was legitimate, if everything was on the up and up, if Hunter Biden really was a great strategic partner for Burisma, if Hunter Biden really knew his stuff when it came to energy uh, production in the Ukraine, if Hunter Biden was one of the foremost experts and really demanded the kind of exorbitant salary that he was getting from all of these countries and companies all over the world, if he was a world world class expert on energy and investment, then he should be able to still do it. You know, if it was on the up and up, there's no reason to quit. You know, I, I come in here every day. I do my job. I get paid. I'm not doing anything illegal that I know of. If my wife becomes president, I don't have to quit my job. But now all of a sudden his dad's president and he can't do the one thing he's been doing for 10 years. Why? Does anyone else wonder why? Yeah. Why did he have to give it up? Why is he now becoming an author? Why did Joe Biden say none of my family will be involved in any of these business ventures abroad or politics? I mean, if they're good at it, if that's what they're really doing. And if there's nothing nefarious going on, if it's all if it's all clean money, why would you make them stop? Oh, just something to think about. 855-765-1045. Quick break. More Marque show on the way. What's up? 855-765-1045 is our number. 855-765-1045. A couple more uh, phone calls here before we squeeze in some What the Bleep today, which is one of our favorite games. This is Tyne in Tennessee. Hi, Tyne. How are you? Tyne, you there? You mean Tina? Oh, Tina. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Josh, that should be an A, not an E. Tina, that's good. All right, I apologize, Tina. Tina in Tennessee, how are you? Are you in Tennessee or are you somewhere else? I'm in Tennessee. Okay, all right, got it. All right, perfect. Uh, Thank you so much for calling. What's up, Tina? Well, on a different subject, I was watching Newsmax yesterday. Yeah. Uh, They were saying that, you know, a lot of the military has left. But now... They left where? uh, The Capitol. Oh, the Capitol. Oh, yeah, yeah, the National Guard and stuff. Okay, sure. Uh, well, apparently now they've signed an insurrection to bring a lot of the military back to work with the Secret Service. Have you heard about that? Um, I have not heard about the military working with the Secret Service. That seems strange. Uh, yes, I'll, I know. I will look. I, look, I wouldn't. I mean, I wouldn't doubt it. But I'll, I know that some of the National Guard's troops are going to stay there for a while. There's going to be thousands of National Guard patrolling D.C. I'm really not sure why. I don't understand that at all. Uh, But here's the thing. Look, a lot of this is it's all based on the leadership at the moment. And when you when you look at who's in the leadership at the moment, they're all it's all the same thing. It's all about telling a story. And the story they're trying to tell is that Republicans who voted for Donald Trump, all 75 million are these crazy uh, nut job, dangerous, gun loving, militaristic, law breaking white supremacist insurrectionists who want to topple the government and are waiting, just waiting in the wings to pounce. 
They are just they're in their pickup trucks and they're on their tractors and they're in their I don't know in their Ford Broncos or whatever is they're they're driving and they're ready they're armed up to the teeth and they have nothing to lose and they have no shame and they are going to topple this country they are all they've been reading QAnon conspiracy theories their entire since they were babies since they instead of good night moon it's good night QAnon and that's what they've been brought up on and they are ready to take down this country and they don't care they have zip ties and they will zip tie every congressional leader there is especially the democrats and they will do whatever it takes we saw what happened on january 6th it's just it's going to be 10 times worse that's the story they want to tell they want everybody not just to be afraid of criminals they want everybody to be afraid of of republicans and they're trying to make the entire party, uh, the, the existence of the entire party, into this hor terrible, horrible thing that it's not. But, you know, if they can convince enough people, then they'll stay in power. So that's what all of these – I mean, it all works together. Alexandria Ocasio-Smollett telling her tale of terror in an office building that was three blocks away from where anything bad was actually happening. Uh, that feeds into the whole – that feeds into her – yeah, I mean, she's got millions don't, – don't get me wrong. There's a lot of people trolling her on Twitter – there's a lot of us laughing about her here on the radio, but there is a lot of sad people out there that believe it and feel for her. And every time she talks about, you know, hiding in her bathroom and then the banging on the door, every time that happens, they oh, my God, you poor soul, you poor thing. We need to protect you. And that's why they're allowed to send National Guard in. And that's why they do. The fences around the Capitol building don't need to be there. The guardsmen uh, and women don't need to be there. They can go home to their families. They go home to their jobs. They could go do something else. This is all part of the whole tale. If you have fences and razor wire and armed troops, not cops, you know, not police officers because they want to defund them anyway, but armed troops that are trained in military combat and that are outfitted with machine guns, the same guns that they want to take away from, well, civilians, if they have them standing outside the Capitol building, then it's easier for them to say, look, clearly there's a threat. If there was no threat, why are there armed troops there? Well, there's armed troops there because you won't let them leave. <laughs> they, they don't need to be there. You just put them there so that you can sell this tale to the rest of the country. Don't believe it. Don't buy it. None of what these people say is true. The stuff they're, they're trying to peddle about Marjorie Taylor Greene, they just don't like opposition. And rather than debate, which they don't like to do, we already know that. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez already said, we don't want it. We don't have to debate if we get the Senate. And rather than debate with Republicans who they don't like, they just want to get rid of the opposition. So they're going to get Marjorie Taylor Greene off of her committees. They're going to try to get Ted Cruz and Josh Hawley thrown out altogether. And that's the way it's going to be. They don't want a two-party system. They want a one-party system. They don't even want a system. They just want total control of the country. And, uh, and, they'll, you know, and, and if they scare enough people, they're going to get it. 855-765-1045 is... Our number, 855-765-1045. Sharon in Mandarin. How you doing, Sharon? Hey, Mark. How are you? Uh, doing really well. Thanks so much for calling. What do you want to say today? Um, on the AOC thing, Yeah. Uh, if she is truly paranoid or having delusions of people out to get her or after her, it doesn't sound like PTSD to me. That sounds like schizophrenia. And she needs help, not a seat in Congress. Well, I mean, I think I don't I look, I have no I cannot diagnose her at all. Um, I do agree with the she doesn't belong in Congress right now. She's clearly having some kind of episodic meltdown. She's seeing or hearing or believing things happen that didn't. 
and maybe like I I should like take some time away. You know, step away, step away, go relax, spend some time at the beach, go to a spa, you know, hang out with your just reconnect with the world because I think you know, they always say that 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 the Republicans that are into the QAnon's conspiracies, they get in so deep that they just get lost. They get they're so dark into it. And what they do is they just I mean, they just can't even stop themselves. They it takes over their entire existence. They believe everything that they read. And that happens uh, to a lot of people. I think the same is true on the left, though. I think they start to believe all these terrible, horrible stories about about the uh, the Republicans and about the Trump supporters that they get to a point where they can no longer tell the difference between reality and uh, and uh, fantasy. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five, one, oh, four, five. All right. We're going to do some what the bleep. We got that coming up here in just a minute. If you want to play, give us a buzz. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five, one, oh, four, five is our number. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five, one, oh, four, five is our number. Quick break. More of the Mark K show coming up. So during that last break, I uh, for dramatic effect, I slammed my fist on the countertop really hard. And in doing so, I accidentally dropped our streaming service. And everybody thought that we were get the hammer was coming down and we got totally shut down by every by every single social media source at the same time, much like Donald Trump. And it was it's scary, but it's true. But it was just no, it was just me. It was just me causing a ruckus. Um, anyway, we're back up now, and we appreciate everybody watching and streaming and calling in and, and listening on the radio and on our mobile app. And, and we, you know, we have, well, sometimes we have a little too much fun here. Um, and this is actually one of those times because we're about to play our favorite game. It's called What the Bleep. Yeah. Woo! Oh, yeah, you want to peer, peer, peer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Star Star 104.5 is our number or 855-765-1045 if you want to play. And it looks like Kim's on the line and it looks like Kim wants to play. Hi, Kim. How are you? Great, thanks. How are you? Oh, good. Are you in Ponte Vedra Beach? Yes, sir. Fantastic, Kim. Uh, You're going to be playing against, it looks like, Matt. Matt, good morning. How are you doing, Matt? Good morning. Hey, where are you? What part of the country are you in, sir? Kansas. Kansas. Ooh, I like Kansas. It. I like that. All right. So we got the beach and the prairie. And uh, we're going to have a very, I think we're going to have a very, very good uh, round of this What the Bleep today. Are you guys familiar with how to play this game? Are you, have you ever heard it before? No, I have no. not. Oh, good. Wow. Okay, great. This is this is fantastic. So here's what happens, lady and gent. I'm going to play you a clip from the news. And this clip will have one word bleeped out. Now, might sound like a dirty word, but rest assured it's not. It's not. It's just a regular old word. And you have to tell us what word we bleeped out. If you get it right, you get a point. Whoever has the most points at the end of the game will win a Mark K. Show prize pack. Isn't that exciting? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. (laughs) Thanks, man. I appreciate your excitement. All right. So here's uh, we're going to start with you, Kim. Okay. Okay. Okay, great. Now, listen, by the way, in full disclosure, I have not previewed or reviewed or even heard any of the usually I I take a minute, but we've been so busy um, with AOC, you know, combing through her very lengthy speech today that uh, I didn't even have time. So hopefully, hopefully these are all. Up to snuff. And this Mark, first one, uh, yes. No offense, but that is was a big waste of time with you, AOC. Okay, we well, got I, bigger problems. Okay, I apologize. I won't. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. Sorry, Kim. Yeah. I, didn't mean to, I didn't mean to waste all your time today. Uh, all right. Here we go, Kim. We are going to play you this first clip. It's from ABC News. Are you ready? Yes, sir. Listen carefully and tell us what the bleep. Blizzard warning is in effect as two new storms move across the country. This is the northeast digs out from that massive nor'easter. Chief meteorologist Ginger Z is tracking it all for us. Ginger, what can we expect? Should we just not even bother shitting at this point? <laughs> what, what do you What do you think, Kim? Showing. What'd you say? 
showing. Showing. Yeah. Showing. Let's take a listen and see if that's what it was. Blizzard warning is in effect as two new storms move across the country. This is the Northeast digs out from that massive nor'easter. Chief meteorologist Ginger Z is tracking it all for us. Ginger, what can we expect? Should we just not even bother shoveling at this oh, point? Shoveling. Shoveling. Shoveling oh. is what we were. Oh, that was a big waste of time, huh, Kim? All right, that's okay. We uh, still have plenty of game left to play. Matt, you ready? Yes, sir. Matt, listen carefully. This is Kevin Cork from Fox News. Listen carefully and tell us what the bleep. Not to be outdone, climate envoy John Kerry was also roasted on Twitter today, this time by former House Speaker Newt Gingrich over his use of a private jet while advancing climate change policies. <laughs> What, what, what? Policies. You think policies? <laughs> yes. All right, let's see. Over his use of a private jet while advancing climate change policies. Policy, yeah, that's all right. Very good. Nicely done, Matt. Nicely done. All right, Kim, uh, time for you to get on the board here. You can tie it up with this next one. Are you ready? Yes. All right, listen carefully. <laughs> this is Chris Van Cleve. From CBS News, listen carefully and tell us what the bleep. Here we go. We got a sense last night for the divide inside the Republican Party between the establishment wing and the Trump wing. And this private vote over Liz Cheney gave some Republicans the opportunity to <laughs> President Trump without having to do so publicly. What do you think, Can Kim? Can you do it one more time? Yeah, let me please. play it for you here. Listen carefully. The Trump wing in this private vote over Liz Cheney gave some Republicans the opportunity to President Trump without having to do so publicly. What, what do you think? Shame. 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 Yeah. Okay, let's take a listen and see what he says here. Right vote now. over Liz Cheney gave some Republicans the opportunity to defy President oh. Trump without having to do defy. so publicly. It was defy. Yeah, defy. That's okay. Shame. That's okay. That was a tough one. That was a tough one. Uh, Matt, are you ready for your next one? Yes, I am. Listen carefully. This is White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki. Tell us what the bleep. Here we go. They absolutely have the f support of the Biden administration. Um, and uh, we are not revisiting the decision to establish the Space Force. All right. What do you think? Uh, I'll circle back. Um, no. The, uh... <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. Could you play it again? Because my joke ruined it. No, your joke was great. It was well-timed, well-placed, and very appropriate. Here, listen carefully one more time. Here we go. They absolutely have the f support of the Biden administration, um, and uh, we are not revisiting the decision to establish the Space Force. All right. What do you think? Funds. The funds. The funds. Let's see. They absolutely have the full support of oh, the Biden administration. Uh, it was full support. Um, and uh, it was full support. Yeah, because she basically insulted the entire military when she made a joke about the Space Force uh, being in it and just being ridiculous. All right. So there we go. Uh, Matt, one, Kim, you can tie it up right here. Are you ready? Yes, sir. Listen carefully and tell us what the bleep. This is uh, House of Representatives uh, Jeffries. Oh, yeah. This is, is this yesterday, I think. Anyway, listen carefully and tell us what the bleep. Here we go. Kevin McCarthy should handle this because Marjorie Taylor Greene is totally out of control. Okay, all right, yeah, she's talking about Marjorie Taylor Greene. <laughs> listen to it one more time. Kevin McCarthy should handle this because Marjorie Taylor Greene is totally out of control. What do you think? Racist. Racist. Should handle this racist. Probably, I don't know, that's probably a, that's a Hakeem Jeffries, so that's probably a good guess. Let's take a listen. Kevin McCarthy 
should handle this problem. Oh. Because Marjorie Taylor Greene is totally out of control. I think he said problem, but I think he was thinking racist. I think he was thinking racist. All right, one left here, Matt. Are you ready? Yes, I am. Listen carefully. This is Vladimir Duthiers on CBS. <laughs> Please uh, tell us what the bleep. Shares of the company have soared nearly 800% over the past week, driven by anonymous posts on the Reddit forum Wall Street. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think, uh, man? Wall Street bet. Wall Street bet. Shares of the company have soared nearly 800% over the past week, driven by anonymous posts on the Reddit forum Wall Street Bets. Look at that. Bravo. Nicely done. All right. So with a final score of two to nothing, Matt, congratulations. You are our big winner today. Yeah. Kim, great job. Uh, You did a great job. I'm sorry that we know it's just a big waste of time, though. Uh, Matt, hang tight. We're going to get some info from you, and we will uh, will hook you up with a prize pack. Stay tuned. More of the Mark K Show coming up. It's the Mark K Show. What's up? How are you? 855-765-1045. That was a very good edition of What the Bleep. Uh, for two contestants who had never heard it, they did a bang-up job. Um, we do that every Thursday, by the way, if you're new to the show. And then tomorrow we have another great game called Fake News Friday. By the way, something that's not fake news is, and we ju- we didn't get a chance to get into it too much today, too, because, you know, we got we got in, we got got interrupted by the mayor. But Liz Cheney, um, she, basically, she basically won yesterday. Liz Cheney, you know, she was under fire because she was one of the, uh, she really took charge of the impeachment votes by Republicans in the House of Representatives against Donald Trump. And yesterday was the day that it all came to a head. They they voted. It was secret ballot and secret ballot said, uh, you know, 145 to 61. Yes, we would like Liz Cheney to remain in power, despite the fact that she voted the way most of America did not. Most Republicans in America did not. It's an odd choice. Um, I think what uh, I think what you have to take from it is that, you know, even though Republicans in the House of Representatives voted to keep her in her position of power and, you know, as a member of the leadership, number three in the party in the House, even though that happened, they still don't get the final say. The final say comes down to the people of Wyoming. And I think the people of Wyoming are not happy. What happens is you, you have to think about it. What happens in the House of Representatives is not representative of what happens in the rest of the country. And what happens is in the House of Representatives, people start to make, you know, uh, promises to each other. People start to wheel and deal. People start to say, hey, if you vote for me this way, I'll vote for you that way. And it goes back and forth. And you, what, what this tells me is you have a large contingent of 61 people who are not afraid to attack their own party members if they feel that their own party members are weakening the party. And that's what these 61 people have done. And, you know, I mean, I can tell you all right off the bat, Matt Gates is in that group. I know Jim Jordan's in that group. I know that what's her name, Bobert's in that group. And, and uh, you know, a whole bunch of these hardcore, uh, you know, nationalism, uh, America first kind of make America great again. Republicans that are new to the to the House of Representatives, they're bound, they're they're binding together, man. They are there. 61 of them. That's a pretty big number. 145 Republicans either A, just don't want to shake up, B, maybe secretly wanted to vote for Donald Trump but were too scared. However, in a secret ballot, they're okay. Or D, they uh, they just, you know, they're afraid that if they drive a wedge through the Republican Party, they'll lose to the Democrats. The problem is you can't have a divided Republican Party. One side is going to have to win. And this was a secret ballot, which I don't agree with at all. I think as a representative of Congress, you should be 
you should be held accountable for your vote. And if you are voting to keep Liz Cheney, who maybe a lot of your constituents don't want in a leadership position, don't agree with and are furious with because she voted to impeach President Trump without any without any crime having been committed, without any evidence being um, processed or put forward, without any witnesses, without even a trial, without any due process. She did that. And that's what put her in this spot yesterday. But, you know, a lot of representatives were like, hey, it's a secret ballot. Nobody ain't nobody going to know how I voted. So I'm just going to keep her around because why why rock the boat? I think that you should know how your representative voted. And I'll be honest with you, our representative, John Rutherford is our representative here. I'm not sure that he's one of the 61. And I would like the opportunity to know this is an important vote. And I know what you're thinking. Why is it such an important vote? It's just it's just Republicans voting them by their own leadership. Who cares? It's about more than that. It's about whether or not you support someone who supports impeaching the president that 75 million Republicans voted into office. It's about whether you support somebody who supported impeaching the president without any evidence or due process. And if you support somebody who's like that, I don't support you. And I think that we have a right as voters to know on this vote, which may be one of the most telling and important votes that they make in their in their uh, legislative careers, which way they leaned. I'm, I'm going to write to John Rutherford right after this, and I'll probably tweet at him, too, and say, hey, I need to know how you voted on this, because if you voted to keep Liz Cheney in power, we're going to have a problem in two years. And you should ask your Congress people the same thing. Did you I'm again, unless you live in West Palm Beach or Tallahassee or wherever Matt Gates is, you're probably fine. You know, if you're if you're in Jim Jordan's district, save yourself the time. I'm pretty sure you know how that vote went. But if you're if you're wishy washy, if you're on the fence, if you're not sure if your representative is one of the 61 who said we can't have this kind of uh, person in charge of our party because the majority of our party doesn't believe what she believes. Or if you're one of the 145 who said, hey, you know what? I'm fine with this. I'm okay with her voting to impeach the president. Let's just keep it on the DL. If you're one of those 145, your voters deserve to know. And I don't know if John Rutherford's listening. I don't know if he's back. He's probably still in D.C. But if anyone from his office is listening, give us a call. We want to know how that dude voted because it's going to it's going to be very it's going to help us decide how we're voting in two years. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. All right, we got to get out of here. Another fun and exciting show in the books tomorrow. Traffic or tomorrow we'll have fake news Friday in just a minute. We'll have traffic, weather, news, and Rush Limbaugh. So keep it locked right here. See you, everybody. Bye bye.